Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. It's good to be here. And uh, I have my better half. Oh, there she went. She... I like this side. I don't know why, but I All like right. this side. Well, yeah, we are, are going to do this together. How many of you are ready for the word this morning? Amen. You know, the, I, the title of this message, and Pastor Dave is going to share some practical things as far as direction we're taking and all that, because we want to minister peace here today in a way that you can engage your faith and really walk with what God has for you to walk in the victory. But uh, the title of this message, you can write it down if you're taking notes, let not your heart be troubled, okay? Uh, and those words came from Jesus, and we're going to break that down a little bit. But uh, I love the song we sang during worship, I am no longer a slave to fear. Let that resonate with you. We don't have to be enslaved to fear, but we can begin to embrace uh, and step out in faith in, in the promises of God that has been, have been given to us. Actually, today is uh, a National Day of Prayer declared by our president, and he actually, and yes, that's wonderful, and President Trump declared today, and he made this statement, no matter where you may be, I encourage you to turn towards prayer in an act of faith. Together, we easily prevail. Amen. And so we will be praying today as we share a little bit. And, and uh, now I'll let Pastor want to say something. Okay, something. Greet the people. We're going to get into some stuff here. So, so um, thank you all for being here today and, and worshiping with us because that's something that nothing, anything ever can keep and take away from us, right, is worshiping our Jesus. So thank you for being here and part of this. Um, we, you know, as we look at what's going on in our world, like we want you to know as a church family that we are keeping abreast of things. We're on top of things as much as possible. You know, like Michaela said, there's social media out there. Like, if that, like, freaks you out when you read that stuff, stay away from it. Like, why, why fill your spirit with junk that brings fear and all that kind of stuff? You know, go to websites if you want to know the latest of what's happening. Like, the, you know, Center for Disease Control and the Wisconsin Health and Human Services websites. Those are facts. According to them, <laughs> but the facts that um, that pertain to us, right, right, and how we should respond in this right. crisis. I mean, what I—the only thing I like about the social media are some of the funny memes, which <laughs> which aren't really funny if you're you're personally affected by this stuff, right? So there's that side. So I'm like the mama of the house, so I get to talk to you about some of the instruction the instructional kinds of things that, again, if you turn on any television, read a newspaper, which are kind of outdated, you probably read those online these days, um, you know a lot of this stuff already. But again, as a church family, as pastors, we feel like it's important to bring these things to you from a faith-based perspective as well. And so you know that things are rapidly changing. You know, there's you know, so many cases diagnosed, and then 
the next day there's more and there's more and there's more. And, you know, the way to, to keep those numbers down is not to have large crowd gatherings. So they've determined large crowds are over 250 people. So we won't be doing any church growth seminars in the next few weeks, you know. Like, it's okay to keep our numbers like they are. However, we don't want to disobey God and forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And so as the weeks progress, it may mean that we're dividing into small groups. You know, um, we're prepared, and I'm jumping ahead of, of ourselves, but... You know, there's something to those Wisconsin blizzards. When we didn't have church those Sundays, it prepared us for stuff like this because we know how to do church online. So you can do um, tap into services that way. As a matter of fact, all of our services are online every week. And so go back and review those. If you're at home with nothing to do, why not watch Refuge, right? Yeah, we are Refuge. Um, some of the things that you need to know is that we will remain open unless we're told not to by local and state authorities, that if there would be a confirmed case at all, we would, we would close the doors for at least two weeks because that's what they're recommending. And so um, when we're mandated to close by government or health agency, we will. And so, again, we weren't told that we could not open our doors today. So we are coming together as a household of faith. But there was a lot of sanitation that went on here, and cleaning and disinfecting things before you entered the sanctuary this morning. So just to reassure you that. And that, that's next. What kind of pro, um, yeah, precautions have been and will be initiated? that refuge guests who might be ill, please stay home. And that would be any time, not just now. You know, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, or a month or whatever, Pastor Matt wasn't feeling well, and he shouldn't have been in the pulpit. He should have been in his bed. And guess where he was? In his bed. <laughs> and so if you're that sick, like, don't come out. That's kind of a common sense thing. Hand sanitizers, they're available throughout the facility. You know, we got as many as we could, so, so they're there. You know, after all this, we could invest in those, I call them laser, but they're not really laser. You know, the um, motion-censored ones, laser sounds cooler, so, you know. <laughs> Facilities and other staff are working extra hours. Um, a bunch, well, not a bunch, but some of our guys were at a men's conference this weekend and came back and last night, where's Tim? Tim Kleiner was, there he is back there waving his arm, doing cartwheels, a couple cartwheels, <laughs> um, was here and, and doing extra sanitation before you all got here today. There's things that um, facilities, staff are working extra hours in the school building, throughout the child care door handles, light switches, all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's the practical end of things. The school and child care have added additional cleaning procedures to their normal daily routine. And, you know, this is kind of the time of year we do spring cleaning, right? So, like, we're getting a real womp and good spring cleaning <laughs> at the ministry, which is not a bad thing, right? <laughs> 
Hand washing is the most effective way to prevent the spread of germs, any germs ever. And so wash your hands, use paper towel to dry them. You know, last week I, we had a bunch of people here and, and there was a guy and I don't know who it is, so I'm happy about that. So I'm not talking about anybody specifically. Came out of the men's bathroom and were wiping their hands on their, <laughs> on their pants like that. And I said to Tim, go check the bathroom and see if there's paper towel. Because, you know, they're doing all that. So use paper towel, guys. It's there, you know. <laughs> and when you wash your hands, have you heard that if you sing happy birthday while you're washing your hands, that's how long you're supposed to wash your hands. So we'll all get really good at singing happy birthday. Especially on April 18th. I feel bad for kids that have birthday parties and stuff, right? I mean, Michaela and Andy are, are going to a wedding, or supposed to go to a wedding. Will weddings happen? Like, all that, there's so much to think about. As a matter of fact, you know, like, if that happened, we would still do weddings. Just wouldn't have over 250 people there, right? <laughs> so what's next? You know, it's knowing that depending on the leading of the Center for D Disease Control, Health and Human Services, our governor, our president, those are the kinds of protocol that we're going to follow. And so for you all to know that we're not a bunch of rebels getting together for church today, we're allowed to do this because <laughs> we're under 250 people. If we're unable to meet, then we are pre prepared to provide services online. And so the best way for communication is the um, online Facebook, Instagram, our church app, our church app, our website. So there's a lot of ways. Um, the local news channels have on their um, websites, they have closings. So we would list our closings in there. Refuge Espanol. Yay, Refuge Espanol. <laughs> Um, they're not going to meet for the next two weeks. And so part of why we're doing a two-week thing is because the Stevens Point School District initially closed for two weeks. And so we're going to follow that until further notice. It's actually an expansion of the spring break from one to two weeks. Right. That's right. And then um, small groups, we're also going to suspend for two weeks. And again, because of the bring, spring break that's been extended but then they're going to resume the week of March 29th. And so that's two weeks from today. We will have prayer on Tuesday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. And so um, that doesn't usually get over 250 people, which is a bummer because we would love lots more people. But that's still going to happen for the next two weeks as well. And the way we do prayer here is there's music that's playing. People walk around. People aren't, like, super close and tight-knit during that time. So that's still going to happen. Your pastors will not go on vacation. We were scheduled to go to see our grandbabies in Florida. And so we we're going to do that a week from this Wednesday for two weeks and so, and we had Disney tickets, which is something I said I would never do ever again in my life. But then we had grandchildren. So. <laughs> we actually have um, a three-day pass, so. Yeah. 
well, we got Florida resident rates, so if you need good rates for Disney, check with our son. But um, so that's something that we're going to stay back and we'll travel when, when it's okay to travel. Plus, we wouldn't feel right leaving all of you during a time like this, you know, so that's something that's important to us. We had a team and volunteer lunch scheduled for March 29th, and we're going to go ahead and postpone that as well. And let's see. The other thing is, you know, just being aware of community needs. You know, we are a church. (laughs) And so part of being a church, and the word ministry means to serve. And so we're here to serve this community in any way we can. And, and, you know, not to put condemnation on anybody, but if there's ever times, let's say we, we put a need out there, maybe we're going to open a meal site for, because Bob has lots of food back in that kitchen. And if we're closed for a while, you know, we want, we want to distribute the food so it doesn't go to waste and things like that. You know, maybe we'll do things like that. Of course, we'll use sanitary precautions and, and all of that, but we may need help. And so if you're somebody who's like, you know what, I'm, I'm willing to help with that. I can do that. That's awesome. But if you're not, that's awesome too. Like, go with the peace that's in your heart. And that's, that's something really important. What's interesting is I, I think with Joshua and Moses when they were going through the wilderness, one of the statements that were made, we haven't gone this way before. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a new territory for us. But I, I believe it's good because it prepares us. It, it helps us to really respond and react in, the, uh, in a way that's, that honors God. And uh, so, yeah. You know, I think it's important, too, as a church family, knowing that we do still have financial needs. You know, those are, are things as long as you're working. The tithe is still something that we believe in no matter what. Somebody today brought a tithe of toilet paper. Because <laughs> there was um, heard of the big need, and so yeah, the case of '96. So they brought a tithe of that. So what is that? Nine point six rolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's knowing that that even though like there's an absence of our weekly offerings and things like that, we still have to operate, and you all still have to function in your homes. Like that's real stuff that we're dealing with, guys. You know, it's it's not something that it's a plea for money because it's not it's a plea for all of us working together to have our needs met and so that's something that you know like we said there's other ways of giving and so you know your faithfulness your generosity is appreciated during this time but not just during this time it's always appreciated. You are a faithful, generous group of people. Yes, you are. And so we're so thankful for that. You know, I, I think as we, like I'm one of those people, and I don't know, probably I'm the oldest of five, and so I had to be the babysitter at home and all that kind of stuff. And so when people get really hyper about stuff, you know, I'm always like, okay, let's just have a calm and Probably my voice helps with that too, right? Because it's kind of subtle and, or no, what was it? Sultry. Sultry. I had, although that's got a different meaning sometimes too, so we won't go. Yeah. Well, there is this older you guy in the church who I point. really, really 
respected, an awesome guy. And he said, you know, Pastor Deb, you really have a sultry voice. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And then I thought, I better go look it up. (laughs) What am I saying thank you to? (laughs) So that's why there's good meanings and not. But anyway, TMI, right? Pastor Matt, take the mic. (laughs) That's why I like her so much. All right, okay. Are you leaving me now? Okay. I'm leaving you. <laughs> oh. Amen. Thank you, honey. You know, I just appreciate uh, my wife's administrative gifts because she carries something that I personally need, but she carries something that this church body needs in her role. She is actually her title here is administration, administrator. She's the ministry administrator. So she is an oversight of a lot that goes on here. Uh, she developed a, um, a nickname as the form queen in her involvement with uh, O. Roberts University Educational Fellowship. She's actually on a board there, served a number of years, and uh, they gave her the nickname of form queen because she could come up with a form for everything. And uh, they would come up with an idea and say, I can give you a form for that, okay? So, <laughs> I love you, honey. All right. So, in light of the coronavirus, or also known as COVID-19, we can either react in fear or respond in faith. And my encouragement to you this morning is to respond in faith. Now, we don't stick our head in the sand and pretend like nothing's wrong. We have to take issue with what is wrong. But how we respond must be in faith and not out of fear. Um, I want to share, if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 14. And we'll find your place at verse 27. And uh, let's, uh, well, I'll read this and we'll pray. But I want to give you the context of John 14. The disciples are facing their greatest crisis. In three and a half years of being with Jesus and following him as disciples, being trained, uh, getting to learn the word of God and firsthand witnessing miracles and also ministering uh, to others and seeing miracles through their own hands. Um, They were given a warning of what was coming in Jesus' departure Uh, Jesus had already talked to them about the fact that he would suffer and die on the cross and that he would leave them. And that was not good news to the disciples. So this became a crisis. But yet Jesus promised his peace before he announced his departure. And he already told the the people that he would suffer and die. But yet, let's take it up in, in John 14, 27. And Jesus, as he's sitting with his disciples, get this picture. And this is what he speaks to them because there's, uh, you know, anxiety, there's fear, there's questioning, okay, what's going to happen, Jesus, with all that uh, you've just told us about the fact that you have to suffer and die and and this. Um, It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity you've given us to gather here this morning, and I thank you 
Father, that you have a solution to the trouble that we experience in our hearts. And Father, we take seriously this directive from Jesus to let not our hearts be troubled. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, uh, Jesus went on to say some other things. If you believe in God, also believe in me. And, and he goes on and continues his dialogue. But I really want to focus on this particular statement. And I want to share it with you also from the Passion Translation. Because I think it brings it out in a way that maybe we can connect to or relate to more. And in, in John fourteen twenty seven, in the Passion Translation, it reads this way. I leave the gift of peace with you. My peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. See, we need to understand that the world cannot offer the kind of peace that Jesus gives us. It's not just any peace. It's it's a it's a perfect peace that calms the most serious storms. And, and we realize that the peace of God, when we understand what that looks like, it really can be defined as undisturbed composure. For you to be able to keep your composure, composure, am I saying that right? <laughs> you know, you can still not be falling apart. You can keep it all together. And that's what where courage comes in, that we need to keep it all together in this time because people are fearful and they need to be encouraged. They need to be built up. They need to, to have some peace. Uh, Deb walked into a Starbucks and was there and, and made a statement about we need the peace of God right now. And all these people that were there came around here and wanted to hear more. And, and so maybe a little later when you come back up to pray, you can share about that. But we are peacemakers in, in a world at war. That's one of our statements when we look at um, our core values. We are peacemakers in a world at war. And this is a war against a disease, an infectious disease that is attempting to take out lives, to destroy uh, families and loved ones. And, and um, so we need to be prepared to fight this good fight of faith, right? Now, precaution is not fear or overreaction, just so that's stated. And I think Pastor Deb covered a lot of that, that we need to know as far as the precautions we're taking. Uh, the believer responds rather than reacts to crisis. And I believe if you need an antidote to fear, are you struggling with fear? Love is that antidote. In fact, turn with me to First John 4.18. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. One translation says it drives it away. It forces it out. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Now, obviously, it may be apparent that some of us need some perfecting in our lives, and we need to be perfected in the love of God. If you're responding to fear right now, if fear is trying to grip your heart, Realize that God wants to perfect his love in you as an antidote for that fear, to drive that fear away, to cast it out so it won't stand in the way, so that you can be confident in the God that you serve, that he's going to protect you, he's going to get you through this crisis. 
so that we don't have to respond or react like the world does. And that's very important. We have the promise of God's divine protection. In Psalms 91, verses 9 and 10, you can look at that too. That's the third scripture I want to share with you today. Psalms 91, verses 9 and 10. It says, when we, and this is also the Passion Translation that we're reading from. When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? My encouragement to you as a church family is is to read through the 91st Psalm and begin to embrace the promise that's there, a promise that's for you. With every promise of God, it requires you to release your faith in that promise. Because the promise of God won't just happen in our life unless it's an unconditional one. Most promises you see in the Bible are conditional. There's a condition. You have to believe God. You have to trust God. You have to do something to position yourself so that you can walk in the reality of what God has said in his word. And that's where faith comes in. Faith is a walk. Faith is a journey. We walk by faith, not by sight. And faith comes when we hear the word of God. Your faith will be built up. Romans ten seventeen says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The more you hear the word, the more your faith will grow. And the more you can begin to put your uh, trust in what God's promised you. And the promises will become real and in light of whatever is happening around you. Uh, Psalms 91, in another place, it goes on to say, 10,000 will fall at your side, 1,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. If you should stumble and fall or strike your foot against a stone, the angels will bear you up in their hands. God can protect you from, from injury, from harm. The, the 91st Psalm is, is rich as a promise of protection for God's people. So my challenge and assignment for you is after this service, I mean, you can do it sometime today, sometime this week, Go home and read and begin to meditate on the 91st Psalm. It will build your faith. We had a, a student uh, that had attended Stevensburg Christian Academy a number of years ago, and uh, we took our kids for haircuts at the, what was it, the Save, Save for Cuts or whatever over there, and trying to get a good deal on haircuts for all the kids. And so they're lined up there. And there was a young man there that approached us and said, Pastor Matt, Pastor Deb, um, it's so good to see you. And and he, was, he had just served a term in Iraq. And he said, I can remember when I was in the fifth grade attending your school, Mr. Brill had us learn and memorize the 91st Psalm. He said, when I was in combat, when I was in the place where everyone around me is fearful, I would read and confess the 91st Psalm. He knew it by heart. He could quote it. And he not only ministered to himself, but his entire platoon to bring comfort and strength in the midst of war when dealing with fear. So the 91st Psalm is, is a great place to put your faith and trust and, and, and really get that in your heart. See, we sang that song about fear today, about how fear doesn't have to get the best of us, right? And, and sometimes it does, and, and we have to deal with it, but it's recognized that we're no longer a slave to fear. I'm going to have uh, Pastor Deb join me again, and we're going to 
uh, take some time and, and, and pray because this is a national day of prayer. And first, actually, 2 Timothy 1.7 um, tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. It's interesting that when a storm would come up, and we see in Matthew eight twenty six that Jesus calmed the storm. This is the storm that has arisen, and we believe that Jesus can calm this storm. Do you believe that he can calm this storm? Yes. And so we're going to join our faith together and pray. Um, and I'll lead, and I'll have Pastor Deb pray as well. And we want you to join your faith with us. If you would stand with us, please. And, and not that you can't pray effectively sitting, but I think standing is a better posture for prayer. And the worship team can join us as well um, as we move into this part of the service. Uh, Luke 10.19 tells us, Jesus' own words, he says, Behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy, that nothing shall by any means harm you. Okay? This COVID-19 is an enemy right now. It's an enemy. It's a, it's a threat to the lives of our nation and this world. And, and, and it's not like we've been through a crisis like this before in 2012, 1.6 million died from the AIDS virus. And we were at the funeral of people that died of AIDS. And that epidemic, I went to Uganda, and at one point in the nation of Uganda, there were 32% of the population of that country that were infected with AIDS. But that epidemic has passed. But even when those that died, 1.6 million, there were, in 2012, there were 35 million people infected with that virus and you know we look back we we forget that but god brought us to that crisis ebola another crisis another crisis of pandemics throughout our history as an, as americans and and throughout our entire history epidemics have attacked our culture and this is it's a different strain it's a different one but i believe God has given us the victory. And we're going to see a victory. So let's join our faith together. You don't, don't, don't have to take hands or anything like that. Um, join hands. Heavenly Father, we stand in your presence with full assurance of faith that you are a God who loves, a God who saves, a God who heals, a God who protects. Father, we thank you that as a body of believers, we can call on the name of heaven, on the name of Jesus. You said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that I would hear from heaven. Father, you said you would hear from heaven, forgive our sin and heal our land. Father, by the authority of Jesus' name, we come against this virus. We curse this virus, this coronavirus, in the name of Jesus. And we command this disease to die, this virus to die, that it would be no more in Jesus' name. We pray for those infected. 
Father, for those afflicted, and we pray for their healing and their deliverance. We pray, Father, that you stretch forth your hand to heal this nation. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray against fear and the effects of fear and the reactive element of fear, and we pray for peace. Just as Jesus calmed the storm, oh God, we pray that you calm this storm. Peace be still. Father, we pray for our authorities. We pray for our president, the administration, the Congress, the Senate. Father, we pray for local leaders, our governor. Father, local and state officials. And we pray that you give them wisdom. Father, that you give them peace. We thank you for provision and protection, Lord God, to meet every need of every person. Father, that we would see your hand exalted in the midst of this crisis. We would see your name lifted up and honored. That we would see a victory, oh God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I especially, we lift up the people that are working in service industries, Father, the, the law enforcement, God, that you give them wisdom and dealing with these situations and people that are in fear and father that they have a word that they're peacemakers god in jesus name we thank you for those in the healthcare industry and father those that work in nursing homes and and caring for the elderly god that your grace be on their lives and that as they step into this time and this season that it's such a ministry Father, we ask that you strengthen them. We, with the eye of faith, God, we stand behind those people and lift their hands before you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you that you give them strength, that you give them wisdom. We thank you, God, that you bless their lives for how they sacrificially give up their time and themselves for the sake of others. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for teachers and and all the planning that has to happen during this time, just all the things we're not even thinking about, Lord, you've already thought about it. And we thank you as we spend time in prayer, as families, with our friends, that there isn't a time that we gather that we don't put you first, Lord, that we don't take time to pray for those around us and with those around us, Lord. In Jesus' name. You know, as Pastor Matt was saying the other day, you know, I was at Starbucks and I'd gone up to get my drink. And this was the day that um, classes were canceled at the university. And the person waiting on me was like, you know what? I was all about another another day or another week of spring break. But, but that's the year. And he's like, I'm a way better learner in the classroom than I am otherwise. And, and I thought, you know, I didn't even think about that. But then he said, um, he, I said, well, you know, the only thing that can help us right now is the peace of God. And that's something that we can all have. And, and when I said that, all five of those baristas were there, right there. And, and you know what was interesting is they talked about communion. You had our church, we all drink communion out of the same cup, you know. And I said, we don't do that at our church, you know. And then one of the other girls said, well, we do that too, but we kind of like take shot glasses and we do shots of communion. I'm like, okay. 
okay, that's a good way to describe it. But the point is, peace is what drew those people as soon as we're talking about God's peace. So let God use you guys, you know, you ladies and men. Let God use you when you're, you're at work or talking to people. You know, I have the peace of God about all this. And then you can share about why and how you have the peace of God. That's a good word. You know, the Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. What's interesting about that in Colossians, you have to let it. You have to make a choice to let the peace of God rule. Or you can let fear rule. You need you the deciding factor in that. I love Philippians 4, 6. It says, be anxious for nothing but with everything. By prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. And what follows, and then the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He's not just concerned about what's happening in your heart, but what's happening up here too. And God wants to keep peace at the forefront of our lives. Because that's what he gives to us. And so we're going to receive that as a gift today in in closing. But I want to extend an invitation if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I don't think my life is right with God. If I were to die today, there's an uncertainty of where I would go. And I want to extend an invitation to you if you're here and say, Pastor, I'm ready to surrender my life to Jesus. I'm ready to repent and turn from my sins and give my life to Jesus. What an opportune time to do that. And if you're here, just take a moment, bow your heads, close your eyes, and without anybody looking around, you hear you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I need Jesus, and I need to receive him as my Lord and Savior because I know my life is not right with him. If that's you, lift your hand and we'll pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I see that hand. Are there others? All right. Thank you. Thank you. You can put the hands down. We're going to pray this prayer together for those that lifted their hands and everyone's going to pray this prayer. I call it a believer's prayer. It's a prayer that we pray to put our faith in Jesus and trust him and opening our heart to him to receive him as our Lord and Savior. So let's bow our heads and everyone, let's pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I come before you. I need help desperately. I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. Jesus, I believe you rose from the dead to give me new life. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins and be the Lord of my life. Make my life what you want it to be. I repent of my sins. Jesus, I love you. Now just talk to him in your own personal way. Talk to Jesus. Say, Jesus, make yourself real to me. And he will. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, we thank you for the peace of God. And I just declared over this congregation that the peace of God would rule in our hearts. Even as Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. We believe in you, God. 
And we thank you that we receive the gift of your peace right now, right here in this place. When we walk out those doors, we will carry the peace of God with us, your peace that we've received, that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you received the peace of God today? Take it. It's God's gift to you from Jesus. Let's worship God as we sing this song. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.net.